1: Hello, 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 and welcome, everyone. This is Clarence Caldwell, and welcome to True Life Academy. This is your host, your guide, and your coach for the week. I'm so happy that you've uh, decided to join us, uh, because there's some very interesting information I want to share with you tonight. But first of all, I just want to say hello, welcome, and good morning. Yes, it is morning, no matter what time of day you're listening to this, or where in the world you are. If you're listening to what we're saying, then you are Literally waking up, waking up to your true life. So thank you for hitting uh, the uh, setting the clock in your life and and uh, waking up to what we have to say here. Um, and then, of course, as always, I want to remind you to live your life a certain way. And I know if you've lived your life that way in the past uh, week, then then it's been a great, great life this past week. And that is living with an attitude of gratitude, living in thanks. Always be thankful. Not for certain things, but be thankful in all things. And that's tough to do sometimes, I know. Believe me, I know. In the face of uh, tragedy, in the face of things that just aren't going right, it's sometimes difficult to to remain thankful. But that is the key to your happiness. You know you cannot be happy unless gratitude starts. So happiness doesn't begin until then. And then secondly, giving. So important to give of yourself. Give of something that is of value to you. You know, we often think about giving, um, you know, we might give the bum on the street, you know, a quarter uh, and think we're doing really, really well. But if that, if that quarter was one out of uh, 25 cents out of, you know, $10,000 you had in your pocket, then that wasn't really giving very much. Uh, but if that quarter was your last quarter, then that meant so much to you regardless of what the value was to him. So give when you can and give something of value to you, to someone else. That's what's important about giving. And then thirdly, because we have this gift, this power to choose, we can always choose no matter what. They can take everything away from you. They can take your clothes, your jewelry, your family. They can take everything of, of uh, precious away from you. But one thing that no one can ever take from you, and that is your, power to choose to choose your thought to choose your attitude that is a gift my friends it's a power that you have but before you choose love love yourself love first and then choose so those are the three things that I I just have to keep reminding you of and if you lived your life that way this past week I know you've had an amazing week and you have made an amazing week for the people around you so what are we talking about tonight, this morning, I should say, what are we talking about? Well, I will tell you, uh, we had a, a show plan that that got changed at the last minute. Uh, but, you know, sometimes the best things happen when the things change at the last second. And so that's what I'm uh, I'm really hoping for you tonight, that this will be exactly what you needed, not what we had scheduled, but what you actually needed to hear tonight. And the question that we'll just start this off with is what are you afraid of? If I ask you that question, how would you answer it? What are you afraid of? Yes, the question is what are you afraid of? And what we're going to talk about is fear. The fears that stop you from doing the things that you really want to do. The fears that stop you from having the things that you want to have. The fears that stop you from becoming the person that you want to become. Yes, if you haven't gotten the things you want to have, if you haven't done the things you want to do, if you haven't become the person that you want to become, then I will tell you that 99% chance that it's related to a fear that you have. And you may not recognize it as that. And so we're going to explore that and uncover it for you. You know, um, the, the subtitle to tonight's show, I'm just going to and, and it'll make sense after we go through a few stories here, but the subtitle of this of tonight's show is "Don't let Fear soil your sheets Ah uh, that should be interesting, huh now this is i don't want you to go too far with that one, but don't let fear soil your sheets is a um, it's a metaphor, but it's a very powerful one as you'll as you'll hear in a, in a few minutes so that's what we're going to talk about now being fearful is something that's natural, and you know it can actually be healthy fear being healthy, yes, fear is a healthy thing for us, and in fact, we were given this this uh this thing of fear within each of us so that we could literally survive you know fear is um, is one of those things that we need in order to point out certain dangers in our life, right? So if you didn't fear certain things, if you didn't fear anything, you might live your life in a very reckless manner. If you didn't fear anything, you'd probably go to bed at night and in the city with your doors wide open and you know, uh, no locks on your doors and the windows open and, and you wouldn't have any fear of anything happening and, and, and that would be probably a great place to be and a great way to live. But the truth is you have to look out for yourself. You have to look out for the dangers that exist around us. You have to look out for the, the, uh, the, the small minds that go around and burglarize or hurt other people. You've got to be aware of those things. And there is a healthy fear to that. I don't mean a fear that overcomes you and, and uh, uh, gets you to a place where you can't really do anything in your life, but a fear that helps protect you. That's what fear is meant to do for you. It's, it points out things that are in your way that could, in fact, hurt you. So there are fears that are healthy. Um, I often use the, uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz uh, when they're dancing down the, the yellow brick road. Um, they're not quite dancing. They're actually walking very cautiously because they're walking through the forest. And before they meet the cowardly lion, The Tin Man and the Straw Man and and Dorothy are saying to themselves, and and they're repeating over and over again, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, because they have this fear that they might get attacked by a lion or a tiger or a bear. So those are healthy fears, and we all should have these fears about external things that can harm us. And because the fear will allow us to do certain things to protect ourselves. We'll band with other people to lock arms and alarm and arm uh, like Nancy, uh, excuse me, Dorothy and, and, the, uh, uh, and the Scarecrow and the Tin Man. Or we might put a lock on our door. We might put um, a burglar alarm system in. We might just follow the rules of the road when we're driving because we have a fear of getting in an accident. We might not wander out on the freeway, just walking on the freeway, because we know there's a fear of getting run over. So fears externally, we could have things that harm us. And so fear protects us. So fear is healthy, right? Well, that's the first step. But what we're going to do is we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the thing about fear, because there is a fear that we have that is beyond uh, the external. You know, we know that our very survival depends on the alarm of the fear that's that's uh, based outside of us. But there is also the fear that we have that's inside of us that keeps us from doing certain things. We lock ourselves into our homes of our lives because we're fearful of certain things happening in our lives. We, uh, we do certain things that, that keep us from exposing ourselves in a certain way because we have a fear. We're afraid of the unknown in certain cases. And those fear will keep those fears will keep us from walking down that yellow brick road. Those fears will keep us from exposing ourselves in a certain way that that could harm us. And so there is a level of fear internally to us that I would also say is healthy to a degree. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the 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 fear that we might have, but We're going to talk about the unhealthy fears, the fears that we carry with us, that keep us from doing the things we want to do and being the person we want to be and having the things we want to have. Have you had uh, uh, something in your life that you wanted to do, but you just never did it? You had something that you wanted to accomplish, but you just never did it. There are certain things that you might want to possess could be a new house or a new car, but you never quite did it. You never quite went out there and got it. Is there something you wanted to become? You wanted to get that diploma, uh, that high school diploma or that college degree, but you never went back to school to get it. Now, you can use a lot of excuses as to why you didn't do those things, why you didn't get those things, why you didn't become those things. But understand this, at the root of it, I can almost guarantee you it's because there was this fear of something that kept you from moving forward there. Now, here are the common fears internal to you that that will keep you from going for that bachelor's degree, that will keep you from learning how to Uh, ski or skydive or whatever it is that you wanted to do that will keep you from becoming who you want to become or having what you want to have That keep you from buying the house. Now, you might say the excuse is, well, I just don't have the money. I just don't have the job. I just don't have this. I don't have that. I need this before I can do that. Those I'm going to have to be very blunt with you and very honest. Those are excuses. But the bottom line, if you dig deeper behind those things, you'll find that there is a fear, a fear keeping you from investing in yourself that way, a fear keeping you from stepping out and doing the things you want to do and becoming the person you want to become. And I'm going to unravel this for you in a way that hopefully gives you the absolute guaranteed tool to keep those things away from stopping you from being, doing, and having all the things you want to be, do, and have. Are you ready for that? If you're ready for that, then... Join me again right after this break and we're going to talk about the things that you can do right away that eliminate the fear that keeps holding you back from being, doing, and having. We'll be back right after these messages.
0: academy with certified trainer mediator and life coach clarence caldwell returns after this short break
1: how's your job going these days stop the frustration with your career give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level what you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you Hi, this is Clarence Caldwell. You know me from True Life Academy, a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world. What you may not know is that I've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883-8883. 090917 that's 8883090917 your time is now let's break through to the next level of your career
2: this is toginet cutting edge radio
0: to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: So what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of being embarrassed? Are you afraid of being rejected? Are you afraid of being criticized? Are you afraid of failing? You know, if, if one of those things is sitting behind these excuses that you might have, then let's explore those because the excuses will keep you from doing, being, and having all the things you can do, be, and have. And, and I don't want you to have an excuse because you might feel comfortable <laughs> being in that place of, a, of excusing yourself. But understand this, you are not hurting anyone, you are just holding yourself back. So when you do that, it's not healthy. Yes, fear can be a healthy thing, it protects us, it keeps us alive and safe, it's a survival mechanism. But if it's because of those things that I just named, rejection, criticism, embarrassment, those are things that aren't very healthy, if that's what's holding you back. See, when fear enters into our lives, we have what they say, uh, they call these the three F's of fear. These are the three reactions we might have. And I know you've heard these, but I'm going to explain them to you just really briefly. This is the fight, flight, or freeze. So when, when you're fearful of something, you wanted to, say you want to learn to ski, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, you're either going to fight that fear, you're going to run away from it and do something else, or you're going to freeze and not do anything, which sometimes is the same as running away from it. I'm going to offer to you that when you have a fear, that the best response is to fight. 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 Yes, I know I'm I'm a nonviolent person, but when it comes to what's keeping you back and holding you back from being, doing, and having everything that you were meant to be, doing and have, you have to fight. You have to fight for your own life because no one's going to fight for you. You know, I, I, I'm not talking about swinging wildly until you hit something. I'm talking about really a targeted, focused fight to overcome the fear. So if you're in this mode of fearful of something and... And you decide, well, I'm just not going to finish uh, my college degree. I'm just going to, you know, turn and run the other way. I'll, I'll get a meaningless job somewhere else. That's running away from it. That's flight. Because you're ha- you might have a fear of failure. You don't want to go into school and spend all that time and then just not pass the course or find that it's too hard for you. And, and, and now you're, you're, you're stuck because you've paid the tuition and, and now you feel really bad. And if you don't finish, then people are going to criticize you. And, you know, you can have that story if you want to. That will make you flee. That will make you turn and run. That's the flight. Or if there's something that, that you really want to accomplish and, and you decide that, uh, I, I don't know if I really should do it and you end up doing nothing. That's the freeze. You get paralyzed and you take no action. I'm going to hear, I'm here to tell you, no action is the wrong action because no, taking no action, that's an action in itself. No action is the wrong action. You know, you, you, you might be waiting for someone to, to come and rescue you. You're waiting for Superman or some superhero to come and rescue you. So you freeze, you paralyze, and you just get into a ball and you just get in the fetal position and say, well, I'm afraid of this thing, but somebody's going to come rescue me. No one's going to come rescue you. You have to rescue yourself. You have to fight. So fight, flight, or freeze. I encourage you to fight. Now, fighting is probably a, a, a word that, might have a, an emotional charge for you, and I don't. And you know, I'm a nonviolent person, so I'm not talking about literally fighting. I'm talking about fighting for your desires, fighting for your dreams, fighting for the things that you really want in life. If you fight for those things, nine times out of ten, you're going to get those. And the and the one time that you don't, you're still going to get something out of it. You're going to learn what you should not be doing. You're going to learn that. Well, when I fought this way, it didn't work out. So I've got to hone my skills on how to fight this fight. But fleeing and freezing are just not options. I don't want those to be options for you. So even though fear brings flight, fight, or freeze, don't let flight or freeze be a part of it. Always fight. Defeat it. Defeat it. Stand up and do something. And if it's if you fail, if you get embarrassed, if you're getting criticized, who cares. A hundred years from now, no one's even going to care, right? So do it for yourself right now. The power you have is right now. I've always talked about there's no power in the past because the past is just full of memories and maybe even some regrets. There's no power in the future because the future is full of anxiety and worry and maybe some anticipation of good things, but there's no power in both of those places. The power you have is right now. And what you can do right now is fight. Fight for. Whatever it is you want, what do you want to become? What do you want to have and what do you want to do? Fight for it right now. So this is, this is something, something miraculous happens when you fight. Something really miraculous happens. Now, um, I, I did talk about the things that, that get in the way um, that you are fearful of. There was a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, If you haven't read it, I encourage that you read it. Now, not for the sake of becoming rich, but I will tell you this. If you read it and follow it, there is a high likelihood you follow that and you're going to have more wealth in your life, whether it's monetary wealth or otherwise. You're going to have wealth in your life that you probably would not have had if you didn't follow these steps. So I encourage you to read the book, Think and Grow Rich. But there's a piece in that book where Napoleon Hill talks about our fears, and he talks about our fear, the biggest fear that we as humans have, is the fear of criticism. We don't want to be criticized. Now, I thought it was the fear of embarrassment, the fear of rejection, the fear of failure, but... Ultimately, he says it's about criticism. Now, we could argue the philosophy of of what that fear really is, but it holds us back. You know, I I think about a time when I approached a homeless man, uh, and uh, I wanted to ask him a few questions about how he got where he was, what led to his being homeless and on the street begging for money. And as I approached him, the strangest thing happened. He saw me coming up to him. And, as I started walking toward him, and he knew I was intended on talking to him, so it wasn't like I was just walking past him, but as he recognized I was coming toward him, what he decided to do and it was instinctual probably was that he he uh he brushed back his hair, he straightened himself up a little bit, he pushed his hair back, he wiped his nose with with his sleeve and his and his eyes with his fingers and and he was like getting ready to talk to me. But when he was getting ready to talk to me, he was kind of making himself appear more presentable. I thought it was amazing because, first of all, he was in very tattered, dirty clothes. He smelled very bad. He looked disheveled. He looked like he'd been on the street for at least 30 days or more without any food or or shelter. But yet, in the face of that, he still wanted to, let's just say he still wanted to look good for me. Now, he didn't know me, and it wasn't really for me that he wanted to look good. He wanted to look good for himself. He did not want to have anyone even silently criticize the way he looked. And so he brushed his hair back, he wiped his nose, he he sat up straight, and I started talking with him. And I will tell you, we all have this, Innate, a desire to look good. (laughs) Tell me the last time you left the house without checking yourself out in the mirror. I don't think you probably can. You might have run to to the mailbox or to pick up the paper in the driveway. But for the most part, you probably have never left the house without making sure that you look good. Whether it's the clothes you're wearing, the hair, the makeup, whatever it is, you want to look, you always want to look good when you know there's somebody that's looking. Now, you may not care if you're by yourself at home and you know there's nobody going, you're not going to see anyone. You walk around in your jammies or your sweats and you don't comb your hair or you, whatever it is, you might not care. But as soon as you know you're going to have interaction with someone else, you want to look good. And that's, that never goes away. Even if you're a bum, a homeless person in the street, that always seems to remain with us. Now, there are, obviously there are people who have other mental issues that lead them to that place, and, and you know all bets are off when it comes to um, you know, what, re, what we respond to in those situations. But in my approaching this young man and trying to understand what it took for him to get to where he is, and uh, uh, I just wanted to make sure that I knew what were the things that had people give up on life. And even my thought that he was giving up on life, he had actually not given up. If he had given up, he would not have cared enough to straighten his hair, to wipe his nose, to sit up straight. That's not giving up. There's still a part of him that had not given up. There was a part of him that feared criticism. So I, I, I just offer to you, even if you don't think you have any fears, if you're fearless, if you think you're fearless, I will tell you, you still have the fear of being criticized. I mean, that's a, it's a human condition, and that's okay. But recognizing that that's there, how are you going to deal with it? You're going to f- flee? You're going to freeze? Or you're going to fight? You're going to get up and comb your hair. That's fighting. You're going to get up and wash your face. That's fighting. You're going to do something. You're going to take action. That's fighting. You're going to apply for that, that job. Even though you're fearful that you're going to be rejected, you're going to apply anyway. You're going to uh, go to school, even though you think it's going to be a tough, tough road, tough curriculum. You're going to go anyway because you are going to fight. And by fighting, that means you're going to do everything you can to win. Who gets into a fight to lose? Nobody gets into a fight to lose. So flight, fight or freeze. I want you to fight. And when you fight, you fight to win. All right. So that's that's one thing I want you to just remember about this thing of fear that you might have in you. You must fight. Uh, I want to also uh, tell you that there's a glimpse into our psyche um, in, in the way we behave that I just touched on in terms of of not wanting to look bad, not wanting that criticism. That is that's a very insightful look into ourselves. Because even when you freeze, even when you turn and run, you still have that looking bad criticism, fear going on inside of you. You don't want to look bad. But let me tell you this. If you freeze or if you flee, that looks bad too. That looks bad. So if you're fearful of looking bad, don't run. Don't freeze because that looks even worse. To the majority out there but when people see you stand up and fight and you fight for yourself when you see yourself stand up and fight there's nothing to be fearful of there's no criticism to be fearful of there even if you lose the fight even if you're embarrassed in the fight you know if you get get your wig pulled off in the middle of the fight (laughs) that's okay you stood there and you fought and that brings about a level of courage that we're going to talk about in this next segment we'll be back right after this
0: With certified trainer, mediator, and life coach, Clarence Caldwell, returns after this short break.
2: Welcome to Net radio with a cutting edge. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying, to 14 ways to get a baby to eat, and so much more. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Flipman on toginet.com.
0: Welcome back to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence.
1: So as you fight the good fight every day, you, you know what? You're fighting every day already, aren't you? I know you are because there are things that you want to do in life. There are things you want to have and there are things you want to become. So if you're fighting every day to be, do, and have, why let one of these things like embarrassment or fear of failure or criticism, why let that stop you in certain fights? Because the fear is greater in those fights probably than they are in their normal everyday fights that you put up with. But you know what? You've had to develop the courage to fight the fight that you're fighting right now. You're fighting right now, whether it's uh, in, a, in, a, in your job, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in your health, whatever it is, your finances, you are fighting. You haven't given up. You are fighting right now, aren't you? Absolutely you are. If you froze and just balled up and waited for a superhero, you'd wither away. If you turned and ran, you'd go backwards in your life. But you always want to move forward, even when you fail, even when you fall. I encourage you to fall forward. Just continue to put the left foot in front of the right foot. And then, hmm, put the right foot in front of the left foot. And then, hmm. Maybe I should do that again. Put the left foot in front of the right foot and the right foot in front of the left foot. Always move forward because if you freeze, the world will pass you by. I just don't want to get that. I I don't want to apply for that because I just not, guess what? You're going to sit right where you are and the world is going to pass you by. Someone else is going to get that job. Someone else is going to get that degree. Someone else is going to get that whatever and you will just sit there. And in, in fact, freezing is very similar to fleeing because as the world passes you by, it has the effect of you going backwards because nothing 's stopping waiting for you, everything keeps moving forward, so it 's like turning and running when you stop moving forward you 're essentially going backwards. Now, have you ever um, seen these young kids who are on uh, you know skateboards or uh, I remember the first time I went skiing, oh my gosh. Uh, I, I didn't learn how to ski until I was, ah, I must have been in my late 30s or early 40s. And um, yes, I'm an old guy. But when I first started skiing, I had no clue what I was getting into. So someone convinced me to do it. And, uh, you know, I certainly had fear about it, but I, I fought through it. And I remember seeing kids up on the bunny slopes That These kids were, you know, two, three, four, five years old, and they had skis on, and they were going down these little bunny slopes. They had this, the the way you position your skis, for those of you who have never skied, you position them where the toes point in, and it makes this little wedge. They call it the pizza wedge or any of the pie wedge, and that allows you to control your speed. And these kids were in these little wedge uh, positions, and they were just skiing down the hill controlling their speed. Some would fall and some would get back up and they would just, and it was almost like they had no fear. Have you ever saw kids that were doing stuff and you think, ah, I wish I could do that. You know, kids have no fear. (laughs) Yes, they do. Kids have a lot of fear, but they don't know enough to fear the way we do. You know, we've had enough failures in our life, enough embarrassment in our life, enough rejection in our life that we, our fears start to, to increase and we, we get really fearful of the littlest things. And so I, I encourage you to go back to that time where it's not that you didn't have any fear. But go back to that time where you knew that if you just fought through it, that you were going to accomplish it. Now, as a, an older adult going out there on the ski hill for the first time, I had a ton of fear. <laughs> but I fought through it. I fought through it and I fell and i will tell you just to go a few feet you would have thought i had run a marathon i was sweating i was just trying to stand up on those things i call those, those skis i call them panic planks so because once they get going you can't stop if you don't know what you're doing on these panic planks i was really scared cuz i thought i was going to hurt myself i thought i was going to twist my knee i thought i had all of these things this fear of failure this fear of embarrassment if i fell and these kids were going to ski around me and laugh at me, I, I, it was fear of rejection that the people that I was skiing with wouldn't invite me back to the ski hill. All these fears were going through my head. And, and that's just a simple example, but it is very indicative of what we go through in every part of our life. We have these fears that keep us from doing a lot of things, but you have to fight through it. I know I'm, it, so, it might sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, but um, I will tell you this applies in so many parts of your life. So I want to ask you again, what are you afraid of? You know, be the kid who seems to have no fear, but they really do, but they fight through it. Kids have a way of fighting through it. You know, uh, I I know about fear in kids because I I used to be one. Yeah, really. (laughs) Believe it or not, I used to be a kid. Um, And when I was a kid, I remember the one thing that I feared the most. Maybe some of you can relate to this. Let me just tell you a, a quick little um, uh, example of, of how this fear showed up for me. And it goes to the, the subtitle of our talk tonight. And if you remember the subtitle of our talk tonight, it is, Don't Let Fear Soil Your Sheets. Well, I, as a young boy, four, four years old, I might have been five, um We visited our grandparents and our aunts and cousins uh at once a year. My sisters and I would travel, and we would all be in this in our grandparents' home and It was a beautiful time it was usually in the summertime we had a great time all the time and we got to do a lot of things we would norm, wouldn't normally be able to do we eat ice cream. My grandmother used to make homemade ice cream mm I can taste it now, just thinking about it and we got to drink soda pop. Yeah, we called it pop then. We got to drink soda pop at night. Oh, I love that. I used to love Orange Crush. And so I remember at four or five years old, before we went to bed, we used to go to bed and the sun was still up when we went to bed, went to bed so early, that um, we had our chance to drink soda pop at night. And I would remember the first night drinking that soda pop. And when I went to bed, um, I remember waking up in the middle of the night having to go to the restroom. I needed to go to the bathroom, but and I had no problem normally doing that because I was potty trained. I mean, there was no issues, but I was in a new home. I was in a new place, a place I wasn't really familiar with. We visited it once a year, but I was only four or five years old, so I really wasn't familiar with this place, but I knew the bathroom was out of the bedroom and down the hall. Now, I slept in the bedroom with my Uh, two cousins, my twin cousins, Joyce and Joan. And we all slept in this bedroom together. And I remember getting up in the middle of the night, waking up in the middle of the night and thinking, I have got to go to the restroom. I shouldn't have drank that orange crush. I've got to go to the restroom. But I looked around and it was dark. The lights were out so dark and I was scared. I had so many fears you would not believe. I was fearful of the monster under the bed. I was fearful of the boogeyman in the closet. I was fearful of the whatever was the goblins that were in the hallway. I was fearful of all of these things. Now, I'll tell you to a four year old, five year old, those fears are as real as falling off a cliff for an adult. Those are real, real fears. Now, you might laugh at, at me being afraid of monsters, but as a four year old, five year old, Those fears are real. And so, what what were my choices? Fight, flight, or freeze? I froze. I just laid there. And I had to make a decision whether I was going to get eaten by the monsters (laughs) or try to hold it, which I couldn't do, or soil my sheets. That was the last time I remember soiling my sheets because the next morning, uh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. I have to admit it. I did it purposely. I wet the bed purposely because I just was not going to risk my life by jumping out of bed. And I remember the next morning, my mother was so disappointed because she knew I was potty trained. She walked in and she gave me a look that only a mother can give you that you, you would wish I, at that moment, I wish she had just spanked me, but she gave me a look. Uh, I just, it was even worse. And I said, I'm never going to do that again. Uh, oh, I'm never going to do that again. So what happens the next night? What do you think? I had orange crush before we went to bed <laughs> and then we went to bed. And of course at three o'clock in the morning, I wake up having to go to the bathroom again and it's dark. And I know the monsters are under my bed. I know the boogeyman's in the hallway. And what do I do? I said, I'm not going to wet this bed. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to wet this bed. So I call out to my cousin, Joyce. Joyce, Joyce, what, what, what is it? I, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, go. <laughs> That's what her answer was. Well, go. No, no, I, 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 I can't get up. Why? Because there, there's monsters. Boy, don't be silly. There's monsters. Uh, okay. So Joyce, who is familiar with the home, she gets up, walks over to the wall, turns on the light. Voila! The monsters are gone. <laughs> right? So now I get up, I walk down the hallway, I am in the bathroom just singing because I'm loving the fact that I can go to the bathroom without having to soil the street, soil the sheets. So, the point of that story, and that was a long story, and thanks for hanging in there with me. But the moral of that story is, you know what? Monsters do exist in, in our heads. The fear of failure, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of rejection, those are real monsters to us. Those are as real to you as those monsters were to that four-year-old. And sometimes we need a little help. Sometimes we need assistance from a cousin, Joyce to turn the lights on for us. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for a little bit of guidance. It's okay to ask for someone to turn the lights on for you. You know, as part of what I do here with you every week is I try to turn another light on for you. I try to be your cousin Joyce. I try to illuminate the path for you so that you don't have these fears that stand in the way of you becoming everything that you were meant to become, everything that you want to become. See, when the lights are out and you're fearful of monsters and boogeymen, goblins, rejection, failure, embarrassment, criticism, I mean, the list is long. There's a lot of things to be fearful of. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. So there's no, there's no, (laughs) there's just no end to the list of things to be fearful of. But there is a simple answer, fight. The way I fought that night as a four-year-old is I called out. I called out to Cousin Joyce. And sometimes that's all the fight you need is to ask for help. If you need that level of help, if you need that level of of assistance, call out. Ask someone. Again, it's why I'm here every week. And even if it's me, if maybe I can shine a light on your path. If you visit ClarenceCaldwell.com, give me your name and your email. We can talk about what lions and tigers and bears are keeping you from doing the things you want to do. We can talk about the fear of embarrassment, failure, criticism, rejection. We can get rid of those for you or at least shine the light so that you're more courageous in moving forward in your life. We're going to take our last break. When I come back, I'm going to give you the answer, one of the answers that can really help. We'll be back right after this
0: true life academy with certified trainer mediator and life coach clarence caldwell returns after this short break
2: is there more living for you to do
0: to True Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We are going to wrap up this issue of fear here um, with a very, very simple, simple technique, a simple exercise. That you can, you can do in the comfort of your own home, when you're alone, or even when you're not alone. This works every time. So if there's something that's standing in your way, if there's something that goes sideways, if there's something that happens in your life that you just didn't anticipate, and it's, uh, it, it's something that's, that's, that's bothering you, and it holds you back, it keeps you from moving forward, the this simple technique will it, you know it could revolutionize your life it really can if you use it now i say it's simple and i love things that are simple you know me i like to keep it stupidly simple and when you have it simple that means it's it's something you're going to do simple is easy to do but it's not always easy to do you see what i'm saying so it's simple, but it's not always easy. And I know this piece is, is for some of you It's going to be easy and some it's not going to be that easy. But recognize how the simplicity of it because there is power in simplicity. And I'm going to share four words with you. And these four words, again, can absolutely make a difference in your life. It can change everything if you use them, but you must use them. When you use them and you use them consistently and you use them properly, they can absolutely make a difference in your life. So, are you ready for these four words? If you're ready for these four words, say I'm ready. <laughs> I heard you. You're ready. Okay. Then I'm going to give these to you. Um, but I want you to understand, if you write these down, if you I mean, commit these to memory if you have to. Write it down if you have to. Fold up the piece of paper, put it in your pocket, carry it with you everywhere you go. Write it on a piece of paper, put it on your mirror so you see it in the morning every time you wake up. Pull it out every time you think you need it. But these four words will help you tremendously. It will help you get past your fear. It will help you get past your failures. It will help you get past your embarrassment, your criticism, your rejection. It will eliminate those things that are standing in your way. Now, I want to say this before I give you these four words. The the issue of fear is something that never disappears, all right? So I don't want you walking away thinking that I've got to get rid of all my fears. Fear is not going to go away. I'll be completely honest with you. So if you're looking for an answer to dissolve all fears, you're not going to get that here, and no one can give that to you because fear is a healthy thing. It's a part of us. It's a part of the range of emotions that we have. Just like love will never disappear completely. You may not always feel it, at the moment, but it will never completely disappear in your life. Fear to love, all of the emotions inside of you will always be there. However, what you can do when it's something that you don't want to have in your life, if it's fear that you don't want in a certain circumstance, the fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, et cetera, et cetera, you can build your level of courage to a high enough level that it overcomes your fear, all right? I didn't say it eliminates your fear, it overcomes your fear. And once you overcome your fear, now it's your courage that's driving you and not your fear. My, I, I think I, in one of the previous shows, I used the analogy of who's driving your car. Is it fear or is it you? Who's got the wheel? Now, if you let fear drive, and you're sitting in the passenger seat or in the back seat, fear is going to just drive you, it's going to take, it's going to drive you over a cliff. It it may tell you to go a certain direction. It might drive you in a certain direction you don't want to go. Fear will keep you from your destination, your desired destination. It will take you someplace you really don't want to go. So you have to take control of the wheel. You have to drive your life. You have to drive your car. You have to get out of the backseat, get in the driver's seat and tell fear, whatever it is, fear of failure, Sit in the passenger seat. No, no, sit in the back seat. I've got this. Grab the wheel and you drive. You know where you want to go. But here's the deal. Fear will always be back there talking to you in your ear. You know what? You know what, Clarence? I think you should make a left up here because if you keep going straight, you might run into rejection. You might run into embarrassment. You know what, Sally? If you just keep going straight, you might be criticized. So you better turn left here. Have you had that voice in the back of your head? That's fear. That's fear telling you flee. That's t- fear telling you freeze. And what I'm encouraging you to do is fight. I'm going to give you four fight words that will just change everything. So in your, in your case, if you're driving, tell fear, stay in the back seat, Shut up. Tell them however you want fear to behave. Quiet down. Whatever. But I got this. I'm going in this direction because this is the direction I want to go. And yes, I could run into a pothole. And if I get a flat tire, I'll get out. I'll change the tire and I'm going to keep going in this direction because this is where I want to go. And you're going to run into potholes. You're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to run into those things. In order to get where you're going, you have to run into those things. All the things you've been able to accomplish in your life thus far have come as a result of you failing. It's come as a result of you being rejected. It's come as a a result of you being criticized. You are the person you are right now because of those failures, those rejections, that embarrassment. You've learned from those things and you're a better person for it. You're further along down your journey because of it. If you've avoided all of those things, you would be so far back, back in your life, you would not have grown. And so recognize that failure, rejection, criticism, embarrassment, all are part of your journey. And so when you run into one of those failures, you run into one of those things, these are the four words I want you to remember. And I'll give you the first two, write this down. If you don't have a pen, commit it to memory. Type it on your PDA or your phone or whatever you're listening to this on. Write it down. Keep it with you always. The first two words, when something happens that you really didn't plan on and and you're, you're, you're fearful of what it means to you, write this down. Say this to yourself. So what? I told you it was simple. So what? So what? But Clarence... My wife left me. So what? Uh, uh, Clarence, she took the dog. <laughs> so what? I, I, I love that dog. So what? Well, well, I'll I'll be lonely now. So what? Uh, I I I don't know how to answer that. See, you have to ask. So what? a number of times till you back yourself into a corner. When there's no more response, no more valid response to the question, so what? There's only one place to go. Then that's these next two words. Now what? Write it down. Now what? Because once you get past the so what, and let me tell you what the so what is. The so what is your excuse the so what is the reason that you're freezing the so what is the reason that you're turning and running the so what is the reason you are not fighting the so what is your pity party you can hang out in your pity party if you want to but let me tell you there's no comfort there not really you don't want to be in your pity party so what Turns the lights on. You know, at 2 a.m. if you're in a nightclub and they turn the lights on, we used to call those the ugly lights, <laughs> the ugly lights, because whoever you were talking to, the lights came on, and you saw what they really looked like. The so what turns these ugly lights on and you can see how ugly this thing is that you're afraid of. You can see how ugly this fear of rejection is. You can see how, how ugly this, emba- this fear of embarrassment and criticism is. That's ugly. You don't want to hang out there. You don't want to hang out with that ugly rejection fear. You don't want to hang out there. Turn the ugly lights on. So what? Now, I know that that's not easy to say. If something happens that really hurts you, something happens that really touches you, it is not easy to say so what, and I'm not saying that it is easy. It is simple, but it is not easy. And things that are not easy require practice. You must do it over and over and over and over again. You have to get that uh, that wedge, that pizza wedge when you're skiing. You've got to do that over and over and over again until you get to the place where you can get the, the parallel skis, <laughs> the french fries, as my producer calls it. You can get to that place where you can now ski a little faster and control your speed. You can get that without the failure of falling and rejection and, and all of that that comes with with, with your fears. So, how are you going to move forward now with your life? Are you just going to have that pity party and keep coming up with those excuses? You know, the excuses really are what I call the excuses that's a way to validate and verify the fear that you have. That's all it is. An excuse is to say, you know what, I, 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 I can't do this because. All that does is just verify that you have a fear of, of rejection. I can't do it because I, I don't have the money to go back to school. That just, that's just verifying that you really have a fear of, of, of commitment to something that, that is an investment in yourself. You know, if you keep making excuses, you are going to stay in this pity party. I'm asking you, just the way Joyce did, turn on the lights let all those monsters disappear. Turn on the ugly lights to your pity party. And when you see the ugliness in there, you're going you're gonna to tell everybody to leave. <laughs> you're going to tell people, get out of my house. You guys are too ugly to be having a party with me. Embarrassment, get out. Rejection, get out. Criticism, get out. I got this. Now what? What? Now what am I going to do? I'm going to invite some great-looking people to my party, and it's not going to be a pity party. I'm going to invite courage to my party. I'm going to invite goals to my party. I'm going to set some goals for myself. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to take my left foot and put it in front of my right. I'm going to take my right foot and put it in front of my left. I'm going to Even when I fall, I'm going to fall forward. This is the party that I want to be a part of. This is the party that I want to hold. The pity party's over. The lights are on. So what? Now what? Hold on to that one. Write it down. You're going to hear this from me again in in other forms because this one changes everything. When I talk to the incarcerated kids in in the juvenile hall, this is the same thing I tell them. And when I talk to the executives that are leading large organizations, this is the same thing I tell them. It doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter where you are, your status in life. This applies and it can change everything for you. I really encourage that you adopt the so what, now what mentality. And again, I know it's not easy, but it's simple. So practice it, practice it, practice it. Things that are not easy, but simple, you can do. And when you do it over and over again, they become easier. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. And once you find your way, you'll use it more and more. I wanted to share that with you. I hope it was helpful. Let's get the fear in the back seat. Let's increase our level of courage. So what? Now what? Let's get let's turn on the ugly lights and get rid of that embarrassment, that fear of embarrassment, criticism, failure, all of that stuff. I hope this has been meaningful for you. I've had a blast. Thank you for joining this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Live and thanks. Give when you can. Love first and then choose. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell, returns next week at this same time to share his keys to success. To help you achieve the life you dream of. Yes, the life you were intended to live.